We just got back from testing the Indy Road course and what a track it is. I love that pace. Every single time I go, I can just feel the history. I love it. But the most important thing that came from that test was due to its configuration, we could really work on braking. Because if you take a look at the, the actual map itself, there's braking followed by combination corners, then braking followed by combination corners. And you guessed it at the end, there's another big braking point followed by combination corners. So there's three different areas of the track, which makes it brilliant for training. So I was with a driver who's new to the car and this car requires a different braking shape, a different braking style to what he's used to because it's got more downforce now, this car. So you have to have a brake shape in that car that is a big hit. You, you floor that pedal as hard as you can at the very beginning of the braking. And if you don't, it hurts your lap time. It hurts your corner entry speed, the way the car is set up, where the weight is when you want to turn in, the whole thing's out of kilter. You start locking up halfway down the braking area and it's not good. And what I could see is a lot of drivers I'd say the top four drivers, let's do it this way, the top four drivers also, sometimes five, were braking in a certain way where every, everyone else you could see they weren't braking as effectively or as efficiently and their lap time suffered. And it's not just this test. I'll see it everywhere. Every test you go to, every race weekend, you can see that braking is pretty much one of the most important aspects when you want to create a lap time. If you brake well, if you brake how that car needs the brake to be applied, the style, the way to do it, the shape, and then it, it will respond to how you want. But if you ignore that, you're not gonna be quick. The car needs to be driven a certain way. And not only that particular car, it's how that car is set up by the team. It needs to be have a certain braking style as well. And it's your job as a driver to give that car what it needs so it maximizes the grip it's got, the tire to the track. That's all a driver does. The driver gets in the car, finds out what it needs, finds out how it likes to be driven, that particular setup, and then provides it with them actions, with through the wheel and the pedals and the gears and everything else. It's the driver's responsibility to provide the car with what it wants and ignore his or her own intentions because that's what a lot of drivers do. They think I wanna do something about this, this weekend, I wanna achieve something. So I'm gonna go there with this fury, this motivation, this aggression. And they just apply that to the driving style and hope that they get the lap time. It doesn't work like that. You have gotta be a lot more intelligent as a race driver when you're behind the car. You feel what it's telling you and you respond with what it wants. You put the weight where it needs to be on the car at the particular point in the corner. This is why it's difficult to be a race driver. It's more than just heart and wanting a big goal. You've got to be very clever and good at, be, at having the skill of manipulating a car when it's on the limit. This takes training, of course, but still it's overlooked. By drivers that have been driving for 10 years, it's overlooked. They often forget the style that's needed and they put their own intentions in the way. And then it's their, their mindset that screws it up for them. They forget how to bloody brake or what the car needs. So that's what this video is here to remind you about is remember how your car wants to be driven. 
and it's all about the breaking. That's the start of the corner. Now just think about why you do break. Why do we break? Well, it's a basically, you, you're, you're approaching the speed at a certain corner. You've got to transform that speed into, as late as possible as well, into the correct speed for entering a corner. That requires braking. And you have to do it in a fashion where the car will respond so you can do it as late as possible and get it really, compress the braking as much as you can because then you're, you're spending more time flat out, blah, blah, blah. You know why you break. So let's, let's just avoid that, going into too deep about why you break, because there's a corner coming up and you're gonna go off. If you don't break hard enough, you'll overshoot or go wide. If you break too hard and too efficient, then you're breaking too early, so break later. Simple as that. But I wanna run you through the certain steps that are really personal performance, to be fair, that are really gonna remind you how to approach your braking when you're instructed to change it because this is where drivers struggle. The team will ask the driver to change their braking, they'll show the shape and all this, but the driver struggles. So that's what I wanna help you do here. Step one. First of all, get the knowledge. Understand exactly from the engineer, from the data, from the coach, from your own intelligence really, understand how that car needs to be braked. What braking style it requires and it demands of you if you want to get it to operate at its best and get a good lap time. So knowledge is first. I've really got to understand it, understand what it looks like on the screen, what that actually means, and then step one is complete. Step two, simplify it. Now this is something that is not spoken about a lot, but as a driver approaches a corner, they don't really want to be thinking about that shape they saw on the data because then they're thinking too consciously. So they're thinking very conscious about, right, I've got to hit the peak, I've got to hold it for like a millisecond, then I've got to start to bleed off gently with my left foot or right, whichever one you're braking with. I've got to bleed off gently and just before I get to the apex, come off. Now, if you're thinking like that, you're not really present. You're not really thinking about what the car's communicating to you. So you'll probably do it a bit too early, you'll do it a bit clumsy because you're using too much conscious mind when really, Breaking should be subconscious. It should be a feeling, it should be right. I know what this corner wants and needs and what this car needs and I'm gonna provide it. And then your skills, your experience, your subconscious will feel the car and adjust. They know what kind of shape already. It doesn't have to like look at it, think of it. It knows what the car needs, but we need to simplify that even more. So if you're coming to a hairpin, and you're told this is the shape you should follow. It's got a high peak, you've got to hit the pedal really hard to start with and do a perfect triangle down to the corner as you bleed off. Okay, right, let's simplify that. What does that mean? That means I've just got to slam that pedal as hard as I can. At the 100 meter board or whatever the braking marker is, I'm gonna hit that thing, so I'm gonna try and make it lock up in the first second of hitting it. And then I'm gonna feel how it reacts and take it through. If you just go there, I'm just going to brake as hard as I can. I'm going to push my foot through the front of that monocoque. I'm going to hit it that hard. It, it simplifies things, but it tells the brain exactly what to do instead of thinking about a shape. Because if you think about a shape, you're still not going to hit the peak very much. It would be more of a, a physical effort. But if you're building yourself up and you know what's coming, you think, I've just got to slam this thing. As dumb as it sounds... You're allowing then your body and your mind to adjust with what the car does when you do that, and then you figure it out. Then you feel what it's like. 
to have that peak. You're not building up to it and thinking about shapes. You're like, right, I'm gonna slam this thing. And the information you take from that through your body and what you see allows you to adjust and then you become more intelligent. You know what that peak feels like. So first get the knowledge and second, simplify the corner. I've just got to slam the brake or I've got to take in more speed if it's another corner. Or I've got to think about the exit more. Whatever it is that suggests to the mind what you've got to do. Third, drill it. This is where you do a drill. You mentally, as soon as you know what, what you've got to do for this, these particular corners, in your mind, I want you to visualize you hitting that pedal the certain way that you need to. Even if it's like not such a big peak and you've got to do a soft initial break and then tabletop it, you know, just keep a constant break, fine. But visualize it. What, get in the car and push the pedal to what you're required to. And you can even have it connected up to the bloody data so you can see the shapes if you want. It'd be harder when you're not moving. But still, what's that feel like if I really pound the brake? So you're sat there and you're going through it. So you're giving yourself muscle memory before you've actually done it for real. Visualize it. How do you think the car's going to react? And you kind of embody it. And then you take it on your warm-up lap, on your out lap, and you start to say, right, through this corner next time, I'm going to slam this damn thing, or I'm going to tabletop it, or I'm going to take the brake in around to the corner more so I go all the way to the apex with a bit of brake on, trail braking. You're trying to give the mind its, its knowledge, then you're trying to simplify it, so really talking the brain's language, and then you're drilling it without actually doing it. You're mock testing it. So it's really getting in there. It's like, yeah, okay, I'll know what to do. That's the point you want to get to. And then when it comes to push time, that's when we move to step number four, you execute and repeat. So once you do it, once you know you've hit that brake the right way and the car reacted like, oh, hang on a minute, it rotated just like I wanted it to. Maybe you've got a car that needs a peak and then you come off really quick and you wait for the car to rotate. Either way, how your car's set up, it's your job again to make it do that. But once you do it, once you crack it, for just once, I want you to store that, say, right, that was it. Next lap, I'm gonna do the same again. Because what you find is often if you're asked to hit the brake harder, it's such a physical effort that when you start to get tired or you lose your concentration, you'll see that your brake performance comes down again. You can't have that. What's a driver's job? To give the car what it needs. Ignore your own intentions. Ignore your own fatigue. If you're, if you're tired and it's, the car still requires you to break it a certain way, I don't care that you're tired. Overcome it with your mind. Know what the car needs. So this, I'll just give you, these are pro tips, believe it or not, but they sound so pathetically obvious. Okay, I've got to know what to do. I've got to simplify it. I've got to drill it in my head, mock it all the time, pretend, you know, visualize, get in the car, do it on the warm up lap, sort of like think about it on the warm up lap. You can't quite do it because you've got tired temperatures. And then you do it and then you hold yourself accountable to do it, do it, do it, do it over and over again. But that's really what it takes. I would tell an F1 driver that same advice and it would help because it just helps them calm down and filter out all the clutter and just understand all I've got to do is hit the brakes as this car wants me to. That's your job as a driver.